Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You Picture it, Los Angeles, 2021. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. Who am I? I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty Bush. And this is a podcast where we, well, watch an episode, we rewatch, rewind an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it again. Again? But, but again, in a different this way. this is what this has come to. No, it's, 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 it's not, it's different from before because we were watching it, well, again, but also we're watching it like in real time. Like it's a different kind like of Like mystery beat. science theater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're also kind of like looking back a little bit at our old episode that we, that we, I mean, cause you, 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 you looked at the old episode of the old episode of the podcast and like what we talked about then just to make sure we didn't talk about the same things now. I know. And this is also a fun opportunity where if any of our listeners want to actually watch along live Mm -hmm. with us while we're commenting on things, um, you can also watch along. Or if you don't want to watch along, that's also fine because you will hear the episode in the background at times. Yeah. And also, if you know, like, let's be real. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, you know the Golden Girls. There's no casual viewer of the Golden Girls listening to this podcast. So if you are listening to us talk about an episode, you'll know exactly what's going on in the episode as we talk about it if you're a true Golden Girls fan. So don't worry about syncing up. Just be along for the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. And hey, we're not back full time, but we're back-ish in doing new things because, as we've mentioned before, we're on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network, which is really exciting. Hoo-Ha-Ha. It's so exciting. Who? Ha-Ha. (laughs) Ha-Ha. It's Wait, say it again. Who? Say it again. Mr. Haha's hot dog hacienda. <laughs> I love it. I love Nailed it. Nailed it. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so, Who Haha Network, it has so many good podcasts, and we were brought on to them kind of when we started wrapping up. So, we gave them our catalog of episodes, and now we are fully on the Who Haha Network. It is such a good network to be a part of. There are other great podcasts on the network, like Women of Size, Gender Fluids, You Can Tell Me Anything, and Dude, That's Fucked Up, among many other podcasts. And what I love about Who Haha is that they're doing like they're just they're getting involved. You can find Hua on so many different ways on social media, on like the app store, on all kinds of different things. And they have so many cool things coming up. So it's really it's really kind of great to be a part of such a great network. 
Agreed. And actually, hoo-ha-ha, I love their mission statement. Um, they want to spotlight and support women in comedy, which like, yes, women in comedy. So hoo-ha-ha, they amplify female voices by centering women in front of the camera, behind the scenes, and in the audience. They basically celebrate the who behind the ha-ha, which I really like. So and great. we honestly... We do. We need more women behind the cameras as well. More mm-hmm. female directors and cinematographers and just everything across the board. And also, and also I also want to say like and non-binary people and yeah. femme people yeah. and all that good stuff. All so, the kinds yes. of people who are on the spectrum. I mean, you know, I'm not a traditional female voice on a female network, but hey, I'm part of the, the non-binary experience of how we all mm-hmm. identify today. And we are here and we are doing it and we are making everybody go, ha ha. See what I did? Yes. I added the ha-ha. And who's making everyone go ha-ha? We're making everyone go ha-ha. Okay, enough about who ha-ha. Sorry, I love you, but thank you. We're moving on. Um, so this, <laughs> with the reason why we're doing this episode of The Golden Girls Today, which we haven't said what it is yet, but the reason why we are doing it from the title of the episode of the podcast is for a very special reason, which we're going to get to. I want to tease it before we get to it because you're going to love why we're doing why we're rewinding watching this episode of The Golden Girls. But before we get to that, I have very important Golden Girl news. Very important Golden Girls news. Really? Carrie doesn't even know this. Carrie, I told Carrie, I was like, I have Golden Girls news. You don't know about it. I'm going to reveal it on the podcast today, and it's very exciting. Are you ready? Can I take a guess as to what the Golden Girls news is before you reveal it Oh, my God, yeah, do it, do it. Okay, you flew on a secret mission on a private jet to New York mm. and bought Rue McClanahan's one-time Manhattan apartment. Well, I mean, I respect that you think I could afford something like that. I, I, I don't think you know exactly what I've been doing over the pandemic, but not enough to make that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a girl can dream. A girl can dream, and I love that you dream. No, it is not that, but it does have something to do with Rue McClanahan, because it's a Golden Girls news. <gasps> so Sadie Pines, my drag alter ego, is a part of a new Reels documentary on the Golden Girls. It's it's <gasps> Sadie's first TV credit, and it will come out March 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Reels. And it is very exciting. Sadie, we shot it before the pandemic. It was like, it was a while before the pandemic, so I never, I didn't even know if this was ever going to come out. But we just kind of went and did it, and Sadie walked in in a big yellow dress and potentially looked horrible because it was early in the morning. I don't know how I looked. I didn't see the monitor. I probably should have looked at the monitor. But it was a fun time of being ridiculous as Sadie. And it's also, I do love that Sadie's first TV credit, like, who knows where Sadie could go. Sadie could do lots of different things on television. But I do love that her first television credit Not so much. I mean, I love that it'll be on reels, but I love that it'll be a part of a Golden Girls documentary. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. And I'm sure Sadie looks amazing. um, She does. Yes. But there are so many other past guests who are also a part of it. And it's just like it. I mean, I don't I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It might be shit. I don't know. It's not shit. It's going to be great. But it's very exciting. And I also love that reels sometimes does like true crime. And, you know, Sadie is also the Jessica Fletcher of drag. So, like, it's really exciting to be on a true crime channel talking about the Golden Girls. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm going to be put, I'm definitely putting it on my calendar. I'm so excited to watch. And I feel like who better to talk about the Golden Girls than Sadie Pines? I think so. I mean, I will say, I'm going to give you some tea. They did 
film me as a boy as well. They filmed the the H. Allen Scott version of me, and it was after I had filmed as Sadie. So like, I potentially might look like a disaster because I don't know if you, you've seen me after I remove a face pounds of makeup off my face, but this white skin turns very red, very itchy, blotchy. It is not a pretty sight. And I did everything I could to cover it up, but I might actually look horrible as... It's really... It, so in so while you were there to shoot as Sadie, they yeah. said, take off the makeup yes. and shoot as H. Allen. Now, yes. why didn't they do it the other way around? Well, because... Is it, it because they didn't want to wait for you to put... There's a lot... Put yeah. the makeup on It's like and a three-hour process to get into Sadie then. So, like, you couldn't do that. You had to do Sadie first. What commitment. I love it's it. It's just... It's a lot. It's a lot. But so, I, so if I do look unfortunate in any situation, just know that it was early in the morning. It was pre-pandemic during easier times. And maybe I didn't properly take all the steps I should have to look amazing in certain... My face is always red. When I used to do the IMDb show and I would come home and take off all that makeup, yeah, my face would be bright red, not camera ready whatsoever. Whatsoever. I did bust out makeup to try to look camera ready as H. Allen Scott, but I don't know. I might look a fright. I don't know. But regardless, you should watch March 13th, (laughs) 8 p.m. Eastern time on Reels. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Is there anything else, any other catching up that we have to do before we dive into why we're doing this episode? Well, I mean, there is, I'm sure. I'm sure there are things that we can talk about, but we're going to be doing other future sort of rewinds in in the very near future. So like, you know, we can add that. There's new stuff coming up all the time. We can talk about that then. Today is a very special day. Today is a very special day. And this podcast, this episode is very special for one particular reason, Alaska Thunderfuck. Now, it is a lot today. If you're listening today, should we pause you know, for the yeah. for the audience? Oh, sure, yeah. Let's, I'll, Give them, let me tee ahead. it up. Let me tee it up again so we can have the applause. Ready? Yeah. Okay. This episode is very special for one very important reason. Alaska Thunderfuck. Applause! 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 Woo! Applause! 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 Clap! 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 Applause, Mr. Ha Ha, Mr. Ha Ha. Um. And Alaska, so if you're listening today, today to uh, the day that it's released, March 6th, it is Alaska's birthday. Today. And so we must wish her a very happy birthday. A very Mr. Haha Hacienda Hut. What was the name of it? Mr. Haha's Hacienda? Mr. Haha's Hot Dog Hacienda Hut. Hot Dog Hacienda. It's too long of a thing. I always fuck it up. But we should Maybe wish her a very Maybe it's just Mr. Haha's Hot Dog Hacienda. Yeah, I forget. I, all I remember is on... Uh, like whenever there's a birthday and I have to send a birthday gif or meme or anything, I send Dorothy like looking sad with the hat on her head as the gif for happy birthday. I do too. And I, f- I feel like for people who aren't gold, I do too. I send it to all my friends mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a little bit of a mixed message because of how miserable Dorothy looks. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, happy birthday. Here is a really sad, upset-looking older Only woman. Gold- <laughs> Only Golden Girls people will understand it. It's true. I know. I don't, I don't care, though. I send it. It is. Who it's cares? my go-to. If they're not a Golden Girls person, they don't belong in your life. Sorry, Mom. That's what I say. That's what I say. But <laughs> it is Alaska's birthday, and we want to wish her such a happy birthday. So I... Happy birthday, Alaska. We love you so much. I did. I mean, I yeah, I do love her. And I will say a lot of, like who Sadie has become is partly due to Alaska and Alaska coming into my life. And it's, it's, she's a, she's a, such a wonderful friend. And we text daily, not about the golden girls, but about the view. We watch the view and text each other every single day. 
Um, so she's a daily member of my life and my family, and I just I'm so grateful to have her in my life. But I did covertly one day text her, being like, "So we're like compiling stuff for the Golden Girls podcast, and I was wondering if you could tell me what's your favorite episode." Because <laughs> we weren't planning on doing this episode, we were planning on doing another no. one. But then when which we will do in the future, which we won't say what it is because you're gonna have to be surprised. But we so I could I she was like she said it was this episode that that this was like the episode that they always send that they always go to so. So Which is what a difference oh, yeah. a date makes. We never said the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a difference a date makes. I also want to say the lovely thing about Alaska is that she has, you know, she has a a, a big social media following, um, you know, from being on Drag Race and has amplified our podcast and has turned, you know, has turned our podcast on to new listeners who yeah. may not have otherwise, you know, found us. So also, I also just want to thank her for that. Also, who is humble as fuck. I mean, you know. Alaska's a busy gal. She's got lots of things going on. She has her pageant that she does. She has Race Chaser. She has lots of projects that she's working on. She's doing mm-hmm. a lot of things. But whenever we have needed her for an episode, if we wanted to do something fun, or whenever I needed her as Sadie for a show, she did my my Madonna tribute show, the Bedtime Story show. And, and whenever she, we needed her for something, because we genuinely wanted her a part of it, she always does it. She always is there. And so, and she doesn't need to necessarily do that. So... She's just a good, kind, humble, great person, and I'm really excited to do this episode because it's her favorite. So yeah, and I think it's a surprise. It is right? a surprise. She doesn't, she doesn't know. Doesn't even know. I'm not going to tell her until it comes <laughs> out, and I'm going to wait for her to listen and be like, "Shut up, you bitch." Um, <laughs> so this episode aired originally aired March 23rd, 1991, just a few weeks after Alaska was born. I mean, she wasn't actually born that year, but. We're just going to say she was born that year. She, I mean, Alaska was maybe two weeks old when this episode came out. Isn't that insane to think about? That's insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I don't know how old Alaska is, so. Nor do you need to. I have, I've started actually telling people, like, I tell people the age I feel in any given moment. I love it. So, like, if you. That's great. So, one moment I'm 28, the next moment I'm 33, maybe. And, like, it's just, it's sort of a spectrum. Of mainly how I physically feel at that moment, and that's the age I say. Great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I love this episode. Um, what a difference a date makes. So um, you guys all know, but in case you don't, um, this episode is the one where uh, Dorothy learns that Sophia turned away her prom date, John Noretti, best name for a male guest star, by the way, um, who's now in Miami uh, uh, visiting. And um, when she told her that he stood her up, Dorothy lost all of her self-esteem and went out with Stan. And then there's a really fun runner where Blanche is on a diet because she wants to fit into her iconic red it's, wedding dress. This episode is actually something that I say, I've said many times on Out on the Lanai before, that my favorite episodes are the ones where, where Rue McClanahan is sort of the star of the B-plot. Is this like mm-hmm. her B plot steals the episode for me? I actually, I mean, sure, I like B's story and everything. Like, I like Dorothy going on the date and stuff, but Rue McClanahan's B plot in this steals the show, steals the episode for me. And it doesn't take up a lot of the episode no. either. Like, I, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this really is mostly a really great relationship story yeah. between Dorothy and Sophia. And 
And the Blanche, it was almost more of a runner than even a beast. It was very, very small, but the scenes were so jam-packed mm-hmm. with humor and with her energy. Mm-hmm. that and, and Rose, again, Rose is like sort of her little you know, unknowing sidekick yep. in this quest for, you know, for Blanche. She, she sort of, I guess she's more of her like little antagonist, mm-hmm. but it was, it really was such a great little story for Blanche and it packed such a punch mm-hmm. um, because of her phenomenal acting. Yeah, it's so good. It's such a good episode. I'm so excited to rewind watch this. I'm ha- I love this little out on the line rewind moment. And I think we should just get right into the episode. Don't you think? Yeah. So, guys, how this is going to work is we're if if you decide you want to throw yours on the TV while we're doing it, feel free. You're going to hear parts of the episode uh, through uh, through the podcast now. But we're basically going to start right after the opening theme song. So, you know, the credits when we see the outside of the house, that's mm-hmm. where we're starting. It's going to be so much fun, you guys. OK, let's go. Let's get in. Let's after this break, we'll get into it. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. food waste oh yeah it stresses me out have you ever done that where you you just like you're going on a diet and you just like throw away every i I, there are so often that michael will buy something and i will just throw it away why if didn't who did michael buy it for he'll buy like a bunch of stuff for like you know like like cookies and then he won't eat them and then i'll be the one wanting to eat them and i was like no i have to get rid of Mm. these so i throw them away Bums me out. And look at the gummy. There's unused gummy bears there. It's not even been, like, broken into. I know. I'm like, I want her to donate them. I mean, if I I worked at a homeless shelter and they only brought in an unused thing of gummy bears, I would be like, come on, lady. Gummy bears? Really? Insane. Do you guys, like, I mean, Blanche is... So Blanche is losing weight for because it's her anniversary and every year she puts on the wedding dress. That's what this is a setup for. Do you got do you and, and Stan have any anniversary like annual things that you do? No. I, I think this year for our anniversary, we so we were married in June. We were going to go back to Santa Barbara where we got married, but because of COVID we didn't. Mm-hmm. But I, I also I didn't try on my wedding jumper um a year later. I'm like, I wonder if I should one of these days, you but should. I didn't even think to say like, it's our anniversary. I'll try it on. But I love, I didn't. I love the Silence of the Lambs joke that Sophia made. Cause it like the Silence of the Lambs joke came, that came out, Silence of the Lambs came out just like a few months before this episode aired in 1991. And now it's the 30th anniversary of Silence of the Lambs. And of this episode. Yeah. Insane, right? Do you remember when everyone was doing that like water, lemon, maple syrup, cayenne pepper? Yes. Oh, why? Cleanse. That was such like a, I feel like a late 90s aughts thing where everybody The episode of The Office it. where Kelly is on it and she like has mm-hmm. the shakes. You remember that? Yep. Um, 
Valerie Cherish does it also that's, in the comeback. That's right. That's right. I love. I love. Like we have our round of of, of sitcoms that we reference all the time. Um, the thing. Okay, so John Noretti, played by Hal Hinden, Linden, excuse me, um, very sexy man. Uh, if 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 you would you contact an ex boyfriend or crush from high school if you were in town just cause. It feels um, weird to me. I don't know. Maybe. If I knew they lived there. I mean, he clearly knows Dorothy lives there. How does he know she's single? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a little interesting that he's reaching out to her when it sounds like they didn't have a very good um, yeah. sort of ending together in high school. So maybe he did reach out because he just wanted to like clear the air, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just for him, he was like, it's, you know, it's been so long that it would just be nice to see her again. I don't think it's totally crazy. What I do love about this episode, there's so much amazing purple going on oh in the my wardrobe. God, so much great purple. Like, Especially right now, from Dorothy. Dorothy's wearing, oh, so there's so much amazing purple. Like, yeah. in every scene, somebody's wearing something gorgeous and purple. Mm-hmm. She's wearing, like, a dark kind of bluish purple blazer yeah. with, like, a black pattern and, like, a bright purple it screams um, late 80s thing underneath it. early 90s it really does it's gorgeous i it's absolutely gorgeous if an ex-boyfriend of mine from high school contacted me i would want it to be and it actually happened to me i'd want it to be the guy oh I this is a great joke great joke great joke john comes to miami i want to see him i don't think that's such a good idea pussycat ma don't you see when john already gets here i'm finally going to get my revenge he's going to see a beautiful vibrant woman who's done something with her life well, Dorothy, I'd like to help, but <laughs> I can't go out with him on such short notice. I meant done something. See, I meant with done her something life with her life standing up. Standing up. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted them to hear it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so yeah. So if the one the one guy from high school, the guy I lost my virginity to, he contacted me once, like years later, like years later. Now he's married with like children and stuff, and I was like, oh, he's contacting me because he wants to like whatever with me. This was years ago when I was single, and then he actually tried to sell me windows. Like he wanted me to invest Jeez. in some company that sold windows, and I was like, really, really, that's what you're doing? That's that is no. that's bizarre. Okay, and this outfit. Can we talk about Dorothy's more purple, more purple, more purple, and also Rose has lots of purple on the outfit. That mm-hmm. we, I need to do a deep dive here because I don't think we did it on the original episode when we first watched this. B. Arthur wearing this green and purple sort of silk outfit. She actually wore on. Not only numerous episodes. I forget the other episode where she wore this, but there is another episode where she wore this exact outfit. But she also wore this in a 1988 television film called My First Love, which co-starred her Golden Girls, the guest star, her high school friend Trudy, and Frances. She was also in that episode. But literally the poster for the TV movie My True Love is this outfit. Wow, that's incredible. I wonder if like Rue McClanahan... B. Arthur was like, I also want a, to add a rider into my contract where I get to keep some of the outfits. Also, Blanche is in a gorgeous purple sweater. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, there's so much purple, and I want a strawberry shake right now. That looks so good. That does I, look really good. 
I want a strawberry Julius. Ooh. I wonder if I said that last time we recorded this. Probably. That's what it reminds me of, a strawberry Julius. I I think that B. Arthur probably, because knowing B. Arthur, who famously did not like wearing shoes on set or like whatever, she literally was like, I don't have time to change. I bet you the last time she mm-hmm. wore this outfit on the Golden Girls was right when she was filming that TV movie. Mm-hmm. And she literally left set being like, I'm not changing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear this home. Yeah. All right. I do want us to hear when John first comes to the door. I do want to stop to listen to that. We because... should just play it. We'll play an audio clip of that. I'll actually put it in. Oh. We'll play an audio clip of that. So it's that's, so good. It's, it's so good. It's, it's so good. Quite a moment. Like, we'll just we'll just be quiet during that moment, and I will put the put it in. Uh, oh, Sophia, I... Oh. Sophia has desserts throughout this whole episode, which is taunting Blanche. I love that. The little, and, and also like how a little person like that can just like unabashedly eat the way she does. It's just, it's oh. honestly goals. It's oh. goals in life. All right, okay. let's listen. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. already learned a lesson that I am not that same little girl whose head can be turned by a, a pair of beautiful eyes and a killer smile. Now. <laughs> Dorothy. Dorothy, look at you. You're as beautiful now as you were then. How have you been? I love you! (laughs) I, uh... I'd love you to meet my uh, friend, uh... Rose. Oh, hi, John Reddy. Shall we go? We've got reservations at 8.30. Take me. Take me out for dinner. <laughs> Dorothy. <laughs> I thought you were going to make him suffer. Oh, and I will. Tomorrow morning, I'll tell him he's the worst lover I ever had. I mean, this scene in, in general is just like how Lyndon was such a big deal. And yes, we talked about it on the past episode when we first watched this, but I'm going to say it again. Very sexy. Very, very, very attractive. Sexy. I mean... The George Clooney of primetime sitcoms. He, okay, so here's my question. I don't know if I asked this last time. So he, John Reddy is not from Miami. He obviously, I'm assuming, picked <laughs> the least romantic restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you with think? With Dorothy's dead father, ha- who happened to work there. I know, there. with Sal. Yeah. Um, yeah what what do you think this process was did he like open a phone book and find a restaurant did he think this would just be cute it's such a thing it's it's such a specific type of restaurant there's no based on what we learn about him as a high school person back in the day like later on in the episode he seems pretty tacky and like not not the best of dudes not the best of dudes but just sort of tacky so i have a feeling this was sort of just like him being like Oh, this is fun. This is stupid. It's something different. But also, I never noticed. Like they this. don't even reference it. Look at like, all they that never bread. Even say, that's not regular. Yeah. That's not. That's not restaurant bread that you would have at the table. That's like full on like hoagie bread. Well, it's like a loaf because it's a medieval restaurant. So they're trying to, you know, make it feel of the time. Why? It's just. Did they cast her father? Why was Sid Melton in this episode? I don't understand it. Well. We do know that they cast the same actors, but he's different. For multiple roles. He's different. I know. I agree. He's different. It, it, it's it's it just it's so stands jarring. Out like a sore thumb to me. I bet you it was a contractual thing. I bet you they had a contract with Sid and they didn't have another 
uh, episode where the father made an appearance, and that's what happened. I bet you that's it. Maybe. it. Sometimes with guest stars, you'll give them an episode guarantee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe if, if he had... I don't know if they did this back then, but if they... if, if if that actor had an episode guarantee or they promised him, you know, we'll put you in five episodes of the season, but he's not really, he doesn't appear regularly enough where I think he would get that deal. You don't think it so? It could have just been, I don't know, it could have just been that they really liked him and thought he was funny and... Is this and his last, no, this isn't his last appearance. Weird. This isn't his last appearance because he'll come back in the episode where Blanche's um, grandma's uh, place is being sold. And that's later, yeah. I think. I think that comes So, I don't episode. know. Yeah. Oh. Now, I, I can't remember if we talked about this. Who do you think is hotter, John Noretti or Jake? I mean, is there even a question? Jake is one where he'll tie Jake. you up and he'll pin you up and he will take you to town. Hal is one who, like, or John, I should say, is one who would probably, like, be romantic and stuff. But you know the next morning his breath is going to smell. Oh, all right, I also want to play this clip where Dorothy comes back home and talks to Sophia because it's so perfect. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Ma, come back. I want to sit and have a little talk. Why? Oh, come on now. Would it hurt to spend a little time with your daughter? That remains to be seen. Uh, Rose, would you excuse us just for a minute? Sure, I know that tone of voice. <laughs> Somebody's gone again. <laughs> Ma, I'm going to ask you a question, and however you answer, I'll believe you. Did you tell John Noretti to go away the night of my senior prom because you didn't like the way he was dressed? Well, liar! <laughs> You knew John showed up that night and you didn't tell me and you didn't want me to go out with him tonight because you knew he'd bring it up. I can explain. Just don't lock me away in another ill-equipped nursing home. I promise nothing. It's true. I did send him away that night because he was dressed like a hood. And then he started to mouth off to me. So I told him to leave and not to come back until he was wearing a decent jacket and a tie. But why didn't you tell me? I thought he'd come back and when he didn't, well, I was afraid if you knew the truth, you'd never forgive me. It's water under the bridge. What's the big deal? Stanley's born, Akma. That's the big deal. When John didn't show up that night, I lost all my self-esteem. And when Stan asked me out two weeks later, I said yes, because I didn't think I could do any better. And that's why I went to that drive-in movie with Stan. And that's why I got pregnant. And that's why I got married. So what are you saying? If it wasn't for me, you would have married John already? I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe I would have met somebody else, somebody wonderful. But I'll never know because of you. You took away my choices. How can oh, I ever forgive you? I just you love for their that? relationship so much. I do too. I mean, it's it's and the thing is is like this dance of Dorothy being sweet mad at first and then getting like full on mad is not an easy thing to do and sell convincingly and B Arthur sells it. It's yeah, it's so perfect. Hi, Ma. The whole thing though. She does the really sweet thing, like you liar. It's just, I do it's think such, her outrage so is a little ridiculous here because she's saying she's talking about like how you know her life is ruined because of this one moment or whatever, and I'm like, 
okay, I know Stan was a dickhead, but he gave you your children. Like you have children with this man. Do you really do you are you upset about all these years that you're that you would give up your children to be with John? Yeah, Nuretti? I never really thought about it that way. It blows me away. Yeah. I mean, like my mom says she hates my dad. They're divorced. She hates my dad, but she's like, but I love him for giving me my kids. Yeah. That's a sweet yeah, thing. that's a good point. Whenever she talks about like how awful it was that she ended up marrying Stan and being with Stan, yeah, yeah she never kind of references, you know, references how she she got amazing children out of it. Yeah, two amazing kids. One married a doctor. Sure, he's a podiatrist, but still a doctor. <laughs> he was a podiatrist, right? Is that how you say it? Podiatrist? 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 Yeah, that is how you say it. That would be a gross doctor. Think about that. I mean, you have to look at feet. That's Why? that's one step away from looking at people's buttholes all day. Like those two kinds of doctors, no, no. But you, ha- you, somebody's got to do it. I know. I so- respect. I respect someone. All for medical doing it, professions. But it's still gross. I do not want to look at buttholes all day. Well, I don't <laughs> know that there's a doctor that specifically looks at buttholes don't all day. They? I feel like a general practitioner could do that. Oh, weird. I thought I was going to go into a commercial, but I didn't great i mean who knows it happens if it doesn't doesn't happen whatever oh god again sophia is icing a cake the women are making cookies like they're not even taking blanche's feelings into consideration literally each one of them is just like baking the sweetest thing possible now blanche here now blanche is basically on the diet that they couldn't say during the episode the slim fast diet it's a slim fast diet she's on but they couldn't say slim fast during it she first off i hate quiches second off who lives whose healthy meal is only five ounces five ounces that seems that's like food in the palm of your hand like that's like only that all day and the rest of it shakes Mm -hmm. that can't be real i will say would you consider dorothy's uh like sweater to be like a pastel purple i thought it was but now that i'm looking at it it looks more like a like a gray blue yeah yeah, same with rose yes roses i think is definitely blue um blanche here again i know i said at the beginning of the episode but blanche blanche's performance here i think she steals the episode i think she is so funny (sighs) she's so related she's so slapsticky like it is just such such a good story and the payoff for her story and coming up at the end of the episode is so perfect it's so good. Oh, my God. I, love I want my quiche. <laughs> Fine. I won't have my sensible meal. Wait, where do you I'll stand? I'll have my shake. Where do you stand on quiches? Do you like quiches? Quiches are gross to me. I love quiche. I love quiche. I love, I have like a spinach and gruyere quiche recipe Ugh. that I really love. I know I talked about this the last time. I love the way that Rose, when she's like, where's my shake and rose goes and just hides behind dorothy it is such a subtle you heard me i said where's my shake here's the other thing there's no way that rose going into that fridge didn't know that at the least the shake was blanche's yeah. she saw her make the shake the day before yeah, well so like i'm sorry rose but like i know no. they i know they like to call benefit rose of dumb. The doubt. no it's, there's no way it's not because she's dumb benefit of the doubt Rose probably has been doing 18 other things in the course of that yesterday to today because she does volunteer for everything and she just forgot. I give her that. I give her that. I don't know. I think that Rose would have known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this. This scene. This scene when Blanche comes out in the wedding dress, it is just 
like this whole bit here is just so perfect john comes over in the talks and then blanche later comes on the way it's just it's a perfect scene i love it i love that he thinks that sophia can't hear him it's really funny i mean that's a runner that they do a lot like with sophia Mm -hmm. like sophia and then she even though she's like i'm not hard of hearing like she winds up having staged a hit oh god b arthur is so stunning now did she wear this outfit before too i think she did I don't know. She looks like she's so statuesque. I mean, she is ready for an awards show. Those types of gowns look so stunning on her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't give her any shape, but I think because her body doesn't have shape, it it works perfect for her. Like she sort of has just a narrow up and down body. And she's very tall. So she can anything that's very lengthy and long. It looks great on her. Mm -hmm. Also, like, once again, they found an actor who's taller than B. Arthur. Which is great. Just like they did with Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here it comes. I mean, when Blanche comes out, when Blanche comes out in the dress, okay, oh. it's so perfect. The dress is so perfect. Oh, there should have been an, a bigger, there should have been a giant applause I would break. not have wore the red tights that she's wearing, the red pantyhose that she's wearing. But. Agreed. I do love the dress. And it's also so indicative of Sadie because it's like she comes out posing from the front but then if you saw what was happening on the inside oh or like from behind no ma'am no ma'am not pretty oh she looks so gorgeous it's just there's so much going on with the outfit it's it's just with the wrap and the hat Mm -hmm. and the different and the little rhinestones and the boobs mm -hmm. or sequins or whatever it is it's so perfect Oh, and then the turn and the, the oh, and then the turnaround, and then Rose takes a picture. And Rose is so shady there too. And it's like Rose, you ate her food. You oh, ate and then her five and now ounces. Dorothy, now Dorothy's outside with John at the door, and she's wearing a purple corsage. Yeah. I'm telling you, there was so much beautiful purple. What is it about purple in, in this, this episode? episode? I don't know. That's don't so know. interesting. I don't know either. Oh wow. I do think it is interesting to the payoff for Dorothy's story here is a little lackluster for me, except for the very, very end bit where where Sophia and Dorothy have the moment. That's really sweet. But this bit with John, it just kind of dies to me. Just like it doesn't it doesn't really end in the way I want it to end. Here's what I like about it. A, I like that she kisses him. Mm. And also I like that. Because in a lot of these episodes, I know we never see John Noretti again, but a lot of times in these episodes, the relationship wraps up by the mm-hmm. end of the episode. And, you know, he's like, I'll call you next time I'm in town. Now, it would have been really nice to bring him back. Yeah. At some point, maybe like, you know, when she was dating Stan again or something like. But, you know, it, it was just kind of nice to me that for once the, the, the sort fact- of the door was left open for their relationship. Speaking of the door. There is nothing more of a turn on than giving your keys to someone and having them open the door for you. I mean, oh, that's what she did. She just like hanged her keys out. She was like, you do it. (laughs) I feel like if I I have so many keys on my keychain that it would just be easier (laughs) for me to do it. I'd just, be like, no, it's not that one. Like, that's my dad's house key. No, I just see Stan looking through your keys being like, what are you, a janitor? 
Yeah, seriously, that's yeah. that's how many keys I have. I have so many. Um, yeah, like oh no no sorry no no just don't let my mace get in the way. I have pepper spray. Be careful not to mace yourself. I know. Yeah, that's too. I much. have pepper spray, and I have this little thing that if you pull out a tab on it, it like screams this really loud beeping noise. What? I watch it because I watch a lot of true crime shows, so I'm like, oh God forbid, if I am ever kidnapped or attacked, like I want to be ready so to defend myself funny. or alert alert people around me. <laughs> I hope I didn't just jinx myself. I lo- oh oh, this is so great. I love this moment where Sophia's Sophia. sleeping and she comes over. Yeah, don't take me, death. Don't take me. I mean. Oh, I say that a lot just no, randomly the, here. I'm like, take me now. The thing I love about this scene is that, like, you know, Dorothy didn't realize, like, Dorothy got really upset with her mom and just didn't realize that at the end of the day, Sophia was just trying to be a good mom mm-hmm. and try to do what was best for her daughter. And that's what I, I love about this scene. It's really sweet. Which is so true. I mean, Sophia, for all her faults, she had... They were poor. She had a lot going on. She did her best. Like, and it's 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 a uh, it's sort of a sweet reminder that like parents aren't perfect. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we shouldn't blame them all the time for like the things that went wrong in our lives, which mm-hmm. I think is a uh, I think it's something that you you realize as you get older and you become a parent yourself or an adult or whatever. Yeah, it's really sweet. She she says to her, "You didn't come with a book of instructions." Yeah, and that's so true. Like. You know, she and with all parents, I just feel like you're always just you're just trying to do your best. Was Dorothy the oldest? But Dorothy was the oldest, right? Mm, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I think Phil was younger. Phil was the younger. Was I think maybe I could be wrong on that, but regardless, I mean, I bet raising Dorothy was was probably pretty difficult for her because I bet Sophia was like Dorothy is smart. Dorothy knows shit. She's got her shit together in a lot of ways. And 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 then when Dorothy went and got pregnant as a teen, it was like it probably really surprised Sophia through her for a loop because Dorothy, I bet, was like the star child, was the one who read the books and was smart and could do, you know, was good in school and stuff. Yeah. And oh. when was the last time you sat on your mom's lap? Oh, never. I mean, I don't remember as an adult. I mean, my mother is like not even five feet and I am twice the person she is. There's no way I could sit on my mom's lap today. No way. Yeah, I don't think I've sat on my mom's lap since I was a kid. I've definitely leaned on my mom, but I have definitely mm-hmm. not sat on her lap. No, can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that. Such a sweet scene, though. Oh, what a good end to oh. the episode. Oh, and then she tells her all about the date. Oh. Oh, he bought me this beautiful corsage. And I love Sophia's face when she's like, she she makes the whole like, oh, when she's describing the date. It's just so Mm. cute. She kisses her on the head. (sighs) Oh, I can see why this is Alaska's favorite episode. It's such a sweet episode. It's really, it is really And nice. I do love how it cuts off into the into the credits with Dorothy putting her hands in the air and sort of like being like, I like jazz hands. It's such a perfect thing. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's take a break and then we'll do our golden takeaways, okay? Great. What 
is your golden takeaway, or should I say your nugget of truth or inspiration that you've taken from this episode that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners? My golden takeaway, I'm going to get deep here for a second. Oh, my God. Should I get tissues? Do I need tissues? I have, wait, you wait. Might in, in Alaska's honor, I have leopard print tissue here. Okay, go. Okay. I have just looked up a recipe for a strawberry Julius. <laughs> and, a, and I think I'm going to make it. I, I want to tell everybody what's in it. I don't know. This is just a, this is like a copycat recipe. I don't know if it's the exact recipe. Cause you know how sometimes there's like a special ingredient that makes it taste like what it tastes like that only the company knows, mm -hmm. but I'm going to read it for everybody here now in case you too would like to make a strawberry Julius. Um, or, you know, if you want to make an orange Julius, I'm sure I don't know how to make an orange Julius actually. Maybe you just <laughs> substitute the strawberry for oranges, but I feel like it's a different type of orange flavor. So we're just going to stick with the strawberry. So what you want to do is you want to get half a cup of milk, one third of a cup strawberry sliced, one fourth of a cup of sugar, one half of a teaspoon vanilla extract, one cup of ice, throw it all in a blender. I think I have all these things. I do have all these things. So I think I'm going to make it. But in case anybody else wants to, that's your that's your copycat strawberry Julius. And I'm so sorry if anybody got emotional <laughs> with that with that real deep takeaway you know, just never now. Had an orange Julius or a strawberry Julius or any of the Julius varieties, but I know you and Michael both love a Julius. I've never had it. It was a big part of my childhood. We used to go to, before there was a mall in the town a few towns away, we would go to, I think, the Hanover Mall with my mom and my grandma and my sister. And we would always go to the Orange Julius and get an Orange Julius or Strawberry Julius, and then we would throw pennies in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I literally, wow. I feel like that feels like just such a such a snapshot of 80s lifestyle it's so funny because my what i would do as a, in the 90s as a, as a young person was i would go to b dalton and i would take the playgirl down from the um thing and i would get a rolling stone magazine because it was the large thing and i would put the playgirl in the rolling stone magazine and then i would look at playgirl as if i was looking at rolling stone magazine and um that was my childhood at the mall. So, I mean, different, but the same. You know what I mean? Was that a bookstore, B. Dalton? Yeah, B. Dalton Bookstore. You don't remember B. Dalton? We didn't. We had Walden Books. We had Walden, and then too. Borders, and then Barnes & Noble. Bar Borders and Barnes, Barnes & Noble came later. They were like, they weren't mall mm -hmm. stores. They were separate stores. B. Dalton and Walden and stuff were like mall bookstores. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My golden takeaway from this episode is really just happy birthday Alaska because we did this in honor of her and we are so love we love her so much and we're so grateful to her that we think everyone should go support her not that she needs any more support because she's massive but still you should go support her because we love her so much and in the next few weeks we'll have maybe a special episode with her and Elliot and like there'll be things coming up and we'll have other rewind watches and if you guys want to tell us what we should watch, rewind watch next let us know on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of the other ways you guys know where we are should we tell them where we are we're out in the lanai yeah. i think we're facebook.com slash golden girls, golden girls podcast. podcast and then i mean if you just type we're in out in lanai you'll find us at golden girls pod on twitter yeah. um on instagram yeah, we're out on, out on the lanai official and then i 
Um, well, H. Allen Scott on everything and Sadie Pines on everything. And you should watch Reels on March 13th and see Sadie Pines make her television debut. Very excited for that. Yeah. Um, I am at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And happy birthday, Alaska. Happy birthday, Alaska. Oh. We hope you enjoyed this rewind this so of this fun. episode. This was so much fun. And of course, as always, remember. Remember, everybody. Remember. 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 Stay golden. golden. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. We love you. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs>